Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, and I am speaking with Eric Steintra of Boat Hemp. And he's been working in California for quite some time. How you doing, Eric? Hey, Coach. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Well, that's great. I want to talk to you a little bit about the California Hemp Council. But first, is there anything going on with Boat Hemp that you want to tell everybody? Sure. Yeah, I can give you a little update on what we've been doing. Um, we've been uh, we've, we've been working on a number of things this year. You know, as you know. Congress passed the, the 2018 Farm Bill last year, kind of opened things up. Right. And so um, we have been working with the USDA and some of the other federal agencies to uh, ensure that the implementation of the new law is as good as possible. And so we have participated in USDA's public comment sessions as well as uh, opportunities to meet with their staff directly and uh, to help uh, you know, educate them on uh, on you know the needs of the hemp industry and and uh, uh, the best way to go about implementing the, the law, uh, we've been advocating. Uh, we worked with the Farm Bureau and the NASDA, the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture, as well as the Drug Policy Alliance, to advocate to uh, the USDA that they limit their uh, felon ban only to uh, uh, only to uh, licensees and not to people that work in the industry. Uh, we we didn't think there should be a ban at all. But uh, since they, we were unable to get it completely removed, we want to keep it as limited as possible. Um, we've been working with some um, some states that still needed to pass legislation. We had some, you know, some real uh, big uh, progress this year on that. A number of the more conservative states have come in to the fold now. Uh, Texas uh, was a state that we had been working on. Uh, I've been down there and testified and uh, and you know and, and and done some lobbying at their legislature. Really working to get bill passed there, and that that went through. So that's great news. They'll have a program by next year. And Iowa, another state that uh, we had been working on, finally passed uh, hemp legislation this year. And some other states, Georgia, and uh, you know, there's a, there was a lot of activity this year after the farm bill passed. So, you know. Uh, in addition to that, um, we have also been working on some new legislation here in Washington. Uh, we, we've been working with uh, Representative Gabbard's office. She's a, a representative from Hawaii, and uh, that have they have just dropped a, a new hemp bill that is going to help with a number of different things to help uh, encourage the government to do some studies and to provide additional funding and to ensure that. Uh, hemp is included in some of the existing government programs that are out there, so I'm um, excited about that. And then, of course, <laughs> the FDA. So um, 
you know, we're we're just getting ready to submit our comments to the FDA. They had a they had a public meeting back at the end of May, and they've been looking at CBD and trying to figure this out. And so uh, we've been working to try to encourage them to, uh, you know, uh, go in the right direction here and provide some uh, clarity and certainty for the industry as regards to the marketing of um, hemp derived CBD and you know, hemp extracts, really. And so, yeah, that's some of the stuff we've been working on. Okay. Uh, are you doing anything as far as what, what I'm calling industrial hemp? This is the hemp that's grown for uh, food, fiber, and building materials. Are you doing anything in, in that realm? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything that we do uh, applies to, uh, you know, um, all aspects of the plant. So, I mean, occasionally we'll have a bill that comes up relating to specifically one area. But, um, you know, for example, this this legislation I just mentioned that Representative Gabbard put in uh, has a number of provisions that will apply to hemp, for example, uh, ensuring that uh, hemp qualifies for the USDA's bio-preferred program, right? And that would include products that could include body care products or foods or or even fiber, anything that's derived from a natural plant generally is classified under, under bio-preferred, and, and it gives it purchasing preferences with the federal government. And so we're working to include that, um, you know, uh, so that's an example. But certainly we we're very supportive of all uses of the of hemp. All right. Well, great. So uh, let's get on with uh, the uh, California Hemp Council and how you've been working with uh, California out there. Yeah, thanks for asking about that. We're um, <clears throat> we we just recently found uh, co-founded the California Hemp Council. It's a new trade group that is um, working to represent the industry there in California. Uh, you know, California has uh, a uh, very active state legislature. It's a full-time legislature year-round, and so uh, if you're working in California, it's very important to have a you know seat at the table out there and to to educate policymakers and make sure that the, the industry is well represented. And so, Vote Hemp has had a long history in California. We've been working on legislation there for more than a decade. Uh, we worked with Senator Leno to get the uh, legislation introduced, and we went through a, a pretty lengthy process, uh, had several vetoes from Governor Schwarzenegger, one from Jerry Brown, uh, primarily because the federal government hadn't legalized it yet. They were concerned that uh, uh, farmers might get in trouble if they grew it. And so when we finally got legislation passed there in uh, 2013, it was um, it had been kind of um, – uh, over, over, you know, it was overdone, overregulated, and there were some provisions in there that uh, were put in place, uh, you know, that really didn't need to be in there. Uh, but uh, the worst part about it was that uh, when we went to try to see if we could get farmers growing hemp under the 2014 Farm Bill, the Attorney General at that time, who's uh, now running for president, Kamala Harris, she ruled that it was only uh, applicable to university research. And so we were kind of stuck again. And then by um, when the uh, there was a group that was working to put in a, uh, a voter initiative, uh, became Proposition 64 relating to marijuana, they asked us to uh, include some language on hemp. And so that was an opportunity to expand beyond what we had done with the legislative process. And so that was what finally opened the door up. But the leftovers from that, you know, the legacy legislation we had done with Senator Leno and Proposition 64, there was a need to go back in there and, and fix some things and clean it up and to make sure that you could grow hemp for all purposes, including for production of CBD. 
And so um, last year, uh, Vote Hemp and Ohio Energetics, a great company out of California there, uh, partnered up and uh, we hired a, a lobbying firm in uh, California, the Politico Group, and pushed through new legislation, SB 1409, that was signed by Governor Brown, and that enabled the California Department of Food and Agriculture to promulgate regulations and to move the industry forward and made sure that farmers would be able to grow all different types of um, you know, hemp, including CBD. And so that was, uh, that was sort of an initial effort, and we realized that there was really a need to pull more people in from the industry and make sure that the industry was well represented. And so ourselves and Ohio Energetics and uh, uh, the Politico group decided, you know, we put this uh, uh, California Hemp Council together, and we've got a number of members involved, uh, Hemptown USA, Koi CBD, uh, Ohio Energetics, as I mentioned, Nativa, Dr. Bronner's, um, and a number of other members that have, have joined in, up with us. And uh, we have several uh, key bills that are moving through the legislature right now. One that helps to deal with the um, California Department of Health uh, had, had put out a, um, a uh, policy earlier this year saying that you couldn't market, uh, you know, CBD, you know, uh, in, in foods or in dietary supplements based on the FDA's previous statements. And so we've got a bill that's going to correct that. And then... Uh, that is AB228. Uh, we've been uh, supporting that along with some other groups. And then um, also we've got a, another one, SB153, that is, uh, that is uh, creating some additional uh, le legislation that we needed to make sure that we're fully compliant with the 2018 Farm Bill. So it's, the group's going to be really active, and I think anybody who's, uh, you know, who's involved in California or has a stake there should, uh, should check us out at calhempcouncil.com and consider getting involved and joining. What do you see the, the biggest obstacle right now today? Because you've gone through so many obstacles already, but uh, what's the major one that's in your mind right now? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest things that's really been uh, holding the industry back and is continuing to be, you know, to be a problem is the banking issue. Um, you know, a lot of banks, uh, especially as more CBD products came onto the market, banks started to uh, to tighten up their policies on hemp. Uh, you know, I've been in the industry for 25 years, and when we were, you know, I had a clothing company back in the 90s, and I've been involved in other hemp businesses, and we didn't used to have as much of a problem with banking, but uh, more recently, banks have really tightened up, and it's gotten very difficult. Some people have had a hard time. Uh, opening an account, other people have had accounts they've had for years closed down. I've talked to a, some farmers who had, you know, banks, for example, with Wells Fargo for you know a decade or more, and then had them just close down their account overnight because they were working with hemp. And uh, so I think, uh, you know, also lending, right? You know, any new industry is going to need uh, banks that can under, you know, uh, get a, get a grasp on the industry and what its uh, potential is, and then provide, uh, you know. Uh, capital to help help the industry grow. So right. I think that's one of the top issues this year that we're really trying to work on. And um, there have been, uh, we filed a, a, a freedom of information request with the Treasury Department, several, the uh, Comptroller of the Currency and a couple of the other departments to try to find out what's been going on, if there's a formal policy on this. But And we've worked with some members of Congress to uh, uh, get them to try to you know, ask questions and, 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 and try to push for a policy change. But the hardest part about it is the fact that these banks are, you know, private organizations and they, they have risk departments, and so we really have to educate them as well. And so um, yeah. we've also been working on that type of outreach. 
and some new solutions to make sure that you know everybody in the industry has access to to banks for both uh, you know uh, their general banking services, but also for lending. So, what's new on the horizon here for you then? Yeah, so we're going to continue working on uh, the state and federal legislation and education efforts. Uh, you know, we tend to a fair amount of uh, events and conferences. Uh, and so, um, you know, we just want to keep doing everything we can to help support the industry and to move the industry forward and see it grow and become a major force in, you know, as U.S. agriculture and manufacturing. Um, Eric, uh, is there any last things that you would like to uh, convey to our audience here on the IHAMP Revolution? Yeah, no, I think the, you know, I mentioned the calhempcouncil.com is a, is a good resource for people in California and for anybody who's, uh, hasn't checked out Vote Hemp or isn't on our, um, newsletter, I would encourage you to go to votehemp.com and, uh, check out our site for, as a resource, but also to, uh, sign up for the newsletter and get our updates. Yeah, I think everybody should do that as soon as they can. So, Eric, you know, I want to thank you very much for, um, being a guest on the IHAP Revolution podcast. Thanks so much for having me on again, Coach. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the IHAP Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash Revolution. Like us, and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.